You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time to lock and load. Time to get control. Time to search for soul and start again. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. David, I think this might be the first episode we've ever done that we're not talking about the Bucks. What? That's crazy. So you just said Bucks. I did just say Bucks, but there's no such thing as the Locked On Super Bowl podcast. This should be it. It should be, because what other Locked On podcast is award-winning? Besides locked on bucks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, of course, we're we're bringing you our Super Bowl preview episode because it's the Super Bowl. No, the Bucks aren't in it. If history repeats itself, they'll be in it next year. But, you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of the season. It's why we we love this game and, and we follow these teams. And it, it's for this. So we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the Super Bowl. And with that said, I mean... You can say everything that you want about should the Rams be here? Should the Saints be here? You know, given that this is a Bucks podcast, I'm sure 90% of our listeners are perfectly fine with how that Rams Saints game ended. And I, I still have plenty to say on that, but the time has passed where we are a day away from Super Bowl Sunday. So I just want to see a good game. And I think these two teams are going to give it to us. Brady and Belichick, love them, hate them, whatever your opinion is of them. I respect the hell out of them because, David, it's something you and I have talked about before. This team is doing exactly what the NFL is designed to not let your team do, and that is consistently be a contender for a championship in the way that they structure the NFL draft, in the way that NFL free agency is set up. The league is designed for parity. This isn't like the NBA where you have four good teams and that's it because the all-stars and the elite players pick and choose basically the other elite players that they want to play with. Yet here we are where Tom Brady is about to be the starting quarterback in his ninth Super Bowl in the last 18 years. Think about that. And for nearly two decades, Tom Brady has been the starting quarterback for half of the Super Bowls. That's wild. Absolutely wild. So, no, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. No, I'm not a Patriots fan. I do love Bill Belichick. I I don't know why, but I do. I've started to kind of come around and understand why so many of these radio hosts and television hosts are saying, look, we're never going to see this again. So, love or hate the Patriots, be excited that you lived in an era where this team basically did the impossible. You don't have to be a Patriots fan to understand how unique and how special it is for the Patriots to be doing what they're doing. Now, what it tends to do is breed a very obnoxious generation of fans of that team um, who simply, you know, it's, it's kind of like the kids that are like born into wealth in Beverly Hills. Like when they do cry about struggle, most people don't like them for it, which is why a lot of people have sort of a visceral reaction to Tom Brady talking about uh, people think we suck and we can't win any games. And da da So yeah. Okay. Maybe there's, there's people betting against you, but it's not because they think you suck. It's because they're sick of seeing you win. 
at the end of the day, you have to look back and and just you know uh, appreciate the fact that you are you're, you're witnessing uh, a level of greatness that is not supposed to happen. Like you said, the Patriots and and you know perhaps the Cowboys, but really the Patriots are the only team to play in a league that goes as far as they do to create parity. Like like you were talking about, you're supposed to go eight and eight in the National Football League. It's cool to see, even if you're not a fan of the team. Uh, I have some friends who are fans of the Patriots and. You know, so I'm kind of happy for them that they get to enjoy this window. Because honestly, I hope that there is a day while I'm while I'm breathing that the Buccaneers are the team that everybody else hates because of how awesome they are year in and year out. I would love if if the Bucks were doing what the Patriots have been doing. So I'm not going to hate on Patriots fans for loving it. So fun fact, which actually has absolutely no bearing on the game whatsoever, but in the previous eight Super Bowls where the Patriots have been in it. The team that I have rooted for has won every time except Super Bowl 52. Okay. Just Did you know that every Super Bowl the Patriots have been to, where they won the coin toss, they lost the game? I did not know that. That's a fun fact. Um, yeah, that's wild. That's why I'm very thankful that the NFC Championship ended the way that it did, because I did not want to be forced into cheering for the Patriots. See, I don't actually cheer for for either side. Um, to be completely honest, I don't I, have a preference. Um, what I want is a really good football game. Yeah, um, so. yeah, but it's it is a little bit more fun when you when you kind of lean towards one or the other. You can get a little more excited for one or the other. There have been some Super Bowls that I watched that I'm like the Steelers and Packers could yeah. not have cared less about that game. The only reason I don't want Tom Brady to win more Super Bowls is because I don't like seeing someone who came from the worst football program in college football history. But he didn't go to Ohio State. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) More often than not, when the Patriots have been in it and I've rooted for the Patriots, it's been more so to root against somebody else. Yeah, And it's always been a victim of circumstance. Like in... In 2001, when they played the Rams, I was still furious with the with the St. Louis Rams because of how 99 ended. So I didn't want them to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Then they faced the Panthers and they faced the Falcons. Well, I'm not cheering for either one of those teams ever. When they played the Seahawks, it was the year after Darrell Revis was released from the Buccaneers. And I felt Revis had done enough in his career that he deserved to win a Super Bowl. On top of that, they also had seven players on their team from the University of Illinois. Thank you very much. I just, I I don't really care for Pete Carroll. So it was yet another kind of circumstantial thing. And then last year with, with the Eagles, I, ever since 2002, I've, I've despised the Eagles because of, because of their fan base. And I realize some bad eggs don't make up, you know, the whole fan base. And, and I know some Eagles fans personally that are wonderful people, but the stuff that they were screaming at, at Joe Juravicious just made me ill. Yeah. So I just, I refused to root for a team that would reward fans like that. That's fair. Here's, here's what I'm going to root for on Sunday. I want Maroon to five. see, no, not even close. <laughs> Um, I would like one of the, one of the recent star running backs out of Georgia to win a title. That's cheating. I don't know what to tell you. That's, I mean, that's really how I do it. Like, like, okay. So the year the saints won the super bowl, I wanted the saints to win that super bowl because I wanted drew Brees to have a ring because I think drew Brees as a player, like if he retires without a super bowl ring, there's just something wrong here. Right. No, um, but I, but I look at the Patriots and I look at the Rams 
and there's nobody right now that fits that criteria for me. Like, there's nobody on either sideline where I just look at that person. I'm like, man, I really want to see you get a ring. I'm not support. Aaron Donald? I was gonna. I was actually gonna say, Aaron Donald is probably the closest that I could come to that. So last year, I, you know, I just wanted a good football game, and we saw a good football game. Yeah, um, I'm a real big fan of Zach Ertz, so I was happy that Zach Ertz got a ring. But overall, I just I just want a good football game. I want the game to be on the line when the clock is sitting at one second left in the fourth quarter. Probably gonna take a nap at halftime. I don't know. Uh, there have been worse halftime shows than Maroon Five. Yeah, and there there have been how their halftime shows that I have passed on. I don't know. Maybe I'll play some Red Dead Redemption Two or something. Just saying, it could it could be worse. It could be it could be worse. I suppose. See, I have a hard missed, time right now of thinking what what could be worse, but I miss those halftime shows that they did when it was the overreaction to the Janet Jackson Justin Timberlake incident. Yeah, you know, which of course was a Patriots Super Bowl, but they went so far the opposite direction that those were yeah. some of the best. You had you had Paul McCartney and you no. had Springsteen and you had Petty no. and you had Prince no. and you had no. the Stones. Like those were awesome. And now we're getting back to, I mean, don't get me wrong, Bruno Mars did a good job, but I mean, I don't care for Katy Perry. I don't care for Coldplay or Beyonce or or any of those. So, I mean, lately the the halftime shows, as they've gotten back to more of the the modern recent artists, have been kind of meh. Yeah, because they're going to the wrong one. Like, I don't know, man, the Super Bowl is supposed to be a party. Like, from start to finish, the Super Bowl is supposed to be a party. And listen, I love Tom Petty. Okay, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, Prince is great. If I'm throwing the party of the year, none of them are on my playlist. It's just not going to happen. Well, then you're playlisting wrong. It's false. I don't Uh, even like Tom Petty, and I enjoyed that halftime show. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course I watched Tom Petty. Of course I watched. You know what I mean? If if you're a legend of music, I'm going to watch you. Again, when it comes to halftime shows, it's a show. It's supposed to be a show. Like you're, It's not supposed to calm you down. It's supposed to keep you amped up. It's supposed to make you even more hyped up to see the rest of the game. It's, it's, if it was Big Boy and Outcast, I would, I would, uh, I would watch it, but I'm not going to watch, I don't know, 22 minutes of not that to get the 30 seconds to a minute of that. I will, like I said, I will find the clip on Twitter or YouTube at another time. Um, and I will spend my moments in, in, in the moment, uh, doing something else. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll have it on in the background while I'm cooking uh, second half food. You know, I'm not going to race out of the room and avoid it like I have for some of the shows in years past. But of course, you know, with that, as you said, with Big Boy being there, that's that's pretty cool. You know, Atlanta native, he's he was always really big and and you know one of our favorites as part of Outcast. And a lot of people said, you know, is it, well, are we going to see a reunion? Are we going to see Andre three thousand join them on stage? And funny enough, that's one of the things that you can bet on over at my bookie because, you know, ever since we started doing this podcast, people have asked us for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. This week it's been what props to bet on. You would not believe the amount of prop bets for the Super Bowl over at my bookie. You can bet on what color Jim Nance tie is, what color Tom Brady's tie is, what song Maroon 5 is going to open with. Who's going to win the MVP? When is Tony Romo's first uh, uh, correct play call prediction going to happen? Will the referee get the first challenge correct? Um, 
what else was there? The, the color of the Gatorade that's dumped on the winning coach. Who's going to win the coin toss? I, I don't remember if I said it or not, but the over-under on the national anthem is always a big one. I mean, it is page after page after page of just prop bets. So if you're one of those people like David or myself that's just kind of kicking back and hoping to watch a good game, go check out our friends at my bookie and throw a little money on some of the wackiest things you can find. You can lay down some cash and you win big today. Look, we would only recommend a service to our listeners that have been good to us. That's why we urge everyone to make their way to my bookie. You win they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy gurus out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim your bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Go check out our friends at my bookie and bet on what song Maroon 5 is going to open the halftime show with. You know what would have been a better halftime show? Uh, me doing a my bookie read for 22 minutes? No, actually. <laughs> I think I'd rather watch Maroon 5. Um, so, so, so imagine this, right? Here's, here's a better halftime show. Outcast is, is the headliner, first of all. But they open their set with, you know, whatever. You like that Hey Ya song. I'm not a fan of it. Well, whatever. No, no, no. Lindsay likes the Hey Ya song. Okay. What they do is they start the song and then they get T.I. to come out and do like a guest verse. You know what I mean? Like write a specific Super Bowl verse for this song. You got Ludacris comes out and drops one of his songs. And now you got Ludacris, Outkast, and T.I. all on the stage at the same time. And then right in the middle of the set, guess who pops up from the floor of the stage? Adam Levine, the Zach Maroon 5. Brown Band. Oh, God, that the sounds Zach, terrible. The Zach Brown Band comes no. up from the stage, and they do some sort of rock country rap fusion something something. There are so many different – there are so many better options from the city of Atlanta that would have been better – I mean – I don't know. I would rather see a Jagged Edge reunion than see Maroon 5. Hey, Jagged Edge had some bangers. <laughs> I'm saying, though, like I, there were just so many better options. And I don't know. Maybe they just couldn't get anybody else. But I mean, see, I, I'm going to take your idea and I'm going to make it better. First off, get rid of Zach Brown Band because that was a terrible idea. <laughs> you start the halftime show with Ludacris. Yeah. Doing Welcome to Atlanta. Then you have T.I. come out for his guest verse. Then you have Big Boy come out and do a guest verse. And then you surprise everyone with Andre coming out, and he does a, a, a guest verse. Here's the problem with all the great artists from Atlanta. The majority of them are rappers. You can't do a Super Bowl halftime show of just rap music. You can't do it. It will isolate too much of the audience They'll lose the viewership. That's why they go with a band like Maroon 5. And I get it. There's a lot of great artists from Atlanta. But Maroon 5 does have a wider appeal to the general audience. So I like the fact that they're incorporating a little bit of Atlanta flavor in there with you know, with Big Boy and, and whoever else it was that, that you mentioned. I don't know who that is specifically. But moving on, um, we have a voicemail to get to. 
What's up, boys? It's Tyler from Boston. Uh, I've been living up here in Massachusetts for three years now, summer of 16, and now this is the third consecutive year I have to watch these New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. My wife is a big Patriots fan. Of course, I'm not, but uh, we were having this discussion. I think we've both come to the agreement that Gronk is going to retire at the end of the season. I, you know, it's definitely if they win the Super Bowl, that's going on on a high note. I'm making the argument that I think Tom Brady could retire if the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Really go out on a high note. The team's already has the most Super Bowls in franchise history or amongst all the franchises. And he already has the most rings out of any single player. What more do you have to prove, man? All right. Thanks. All right, Tyler, uh, thank you for the call, as always. Yeah, I think win or lose, Gronk is gone. There were reports out that if the Patriots had won the Super Bowl last year, Gronk was going to retire, and and since they lost, he decided to come back for one more year. And as great as Gronk has been, it's it's unfortunate that he he's just been plagued with so many injuries. He's such a big guy, and he's taken so much punishment that his body just isn't bouncing back. So I think win lose, Gronk is done. Of course, you know, since you sent in this voicemail that we've we've had in our back pocket for our our Super Bowl preview episode, Tom Brady's already come out and said zero percent chance that he retires after after this Super Bowl. Honestly, I I don't I. I don't blame him. You're talking about a guy that can that can take a snap and he's throwing the ball in under two and a half seconds. He's not getting hit. There's no wear and tear on his body. So why not keep going? I do think he probably has one or two seasons left. I don't think he makes it to that 45 mark that he, he keeps talking about playing to age 45. But I would say Brady still has one or two more seasons left in him. Now, if you could promise me Tom Brady would retire after the Super Bowl, if the Patriots won, I would be rocking a Patriots hat, a Patriots shirt, a Patriots scarf, maybe even a Patriots jacket. I would be the biggest Patriots fan on earth just to get him out of the league so that we can move on and and, and get some some fresh teams into the Super Bowl. But it, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, Tom's, Tom's not going anywhere. I agree with you on Gronk. I think Gronk is done. Uh, I mean, the Patriots already tried trading him. Like he doesn't want to play anywhere else but New England. I don't think. I think no matter what, after the season, he's gone. Uh, he just he just doesn't want to admit it for you know whatever reason. Tom isn't going any. I feel like Tom Brady is going to be one of those guys who basically has to either be pushed out the door or carted off the field. That's how his career is going to end because we have to remember where Tom Brady came from. Uh, like all jokes aside. He went to one of the one of the top college programs in the country to be a quarterback, to be a starting quarterback. He wanted to be one of that school's best quarterbacks, you know, in the history of their team. And what was he? In in large part, he was a disappointing backup. And then he went to the NFL Combine and did basically nothing. And he got drafted in the sixth round to maybe hang out on the roster and earn a backup spot to Drew Bledsoe. And hopefully someday get a chance to take a live NFL snap. Bledsoe gets hurt. He gets his chance. And that dude has not let go of that opportunity ever since then. And he's not going to ever, you know, there's always, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, sometimes these young guys don't know how to react to the league because they've always been used to being the big man on campus. Tom Brady wasn't the big man on campus when he came out of college. There there was nobody who thought that Tom Brady was going to be what he turned out to be. And, I'm not 100% convinced that that wasn't almost a throwaway pick. Like Bill Belichick pretty much believes in drafting a quarterback every year. And uh, there's a part of me that thinks in that room, and he's like, oh, crap, we haven't gotten a quarterback yet. Who's left? 
Uh, well, Brady, uh, at least he went to a big school. Grab him. Coach Belichick gets a whole lot of credit, and, and don't get me wrong, he deserves a whole lot of credit. But he didn't think Bill or Tom Brady was going to be what Tom Brady became either, or else he wouldn't have drafted him in the sixth round. Nobody saw this coming. Um, Tom Brady at a very large crossroads in his NFL career, his his, his football life, uh, was the only one who believed in Tom Brady. And he has, hasn't forgotten that, nor should he. And that's why he's going to be forced out of the game. That's that's my honest belief. And he said it, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, he was asked again, because he gets asked all the time when he's going to retire. And he said, when I suck, I'll retire. Meaning, he's not going to voluntarily walk away from anything. He is going to be pushed out either by injury or by the, the degradation of his physical talents. And until that happens, get used to Tom Brady being around. Now, when that does happen, you're probably going to see like a year or two of disappointment and it's going to be one of those kind of sadder moments. You know, I don't think Tom is going to be the guy that plays anywhere, but new England, like I don't see him yeah. doing, you know, what Montana did and, and all that. Or stuff. Like, I don't, yeah. Or Manning. I don't see him doing any of that stuff. I think it's new England or nothing. So when it comes to the point where new England pushes him out, which not for nothing, but Robert Kraft, like for, for Bob Kraft to push Tom Brady out of that, that franchise, it's going to take a lot. If I had a bet on it, my money is he gets a career-ending injury, and not necessarily a career-ending injury in in the in the aspect of like you know severity, but like a torn ACL or a torn you know shoulder, you know a messed up shoulder or something like that. Where if he's twenty three, he can come back from it. But being as old as he is and all that stuff, it's not something he's coming back from. That's honestly my 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 money's on that, and that sucks. But I think I really believe that's how his story is going to end. He's going to leave the football field for the last time. Because of an injury. Um, yeah, if if it's not from injury, I don't think that we're going to see a gradual decline. I think it will be a steep drop-off, and you'll just kind of see it on on Tom's face that he'll know that it's he's done. And kudos to him. I mean, whatever, man. He, he's doing what he, he always wanted to do. He's, he's living the life that he always dreamed that he'd live. And uh, why would why would anybody tell him to give it up uh, from, from, a, from a human being standpoint? I hope he I hope he plays until he's a hundred. Well, lot former uh, locked on Bucks guest Chris Godwin would disagree with you. No, I agree. And as a Buccaneer fan, and as a as a person who hopes that Chris Godwin gets a, a Super Bowl in the city of Tampa or with the city with a with a franchise that calls the city of Tampa home, I hope so too. Um, but you know what? Facing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl doesn't mean you're going to lose the Super Bowl. Like, really, the only teams that should be uh, itching and calling for Tom Brady retire the teams in the AFC. They're the ones, like I said, the AFC is the Eastern Conference of the, of the National Football League. As soon as LeBron left the, the Eastern Conference, oh, everybody so in the Eastern Conference got excited. They're like, oh man, we can make it to the finals. Nobody in the Eastern Conference is cares if they're going to win the finals. They just want to make it to the finals. Like, that's, that's their thing. That's the AFC right now. Every team in the AFC wants Tom Brady to retire so they can have a shot at playing the Super Bowl. Like, Right now, the AFC doesn't even care about winning the Super Bowl. They just want to play in the damn thing. Uh, where the NFC, they're like, yeah, you might lose to Tom, but you might also beat him. I mean, there there have been several lesser quarterbacks that beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You're not beating Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game. So that, those are my thoughts on retirement. Tom's not going anywhere until he's forced to, and Gronk is, is probably gone. Uh, you'll see him on CBS or something next year. All right. Well, David, it is that time. Who is winning this game? What is the score? And who is the MVP? 
The Patriots are going to win. It's going to be 27 to 24. The MVP is going to be Sony Michelle. I will preface this by saying I am pulling for the Rams. I am pulling for Sean McVay, who was born in the same hospital as me seven months later. Just found that out. Sean McVay was born in the same hospital as me, grew up less than a mile away from my house. So breaking news, James Yarko has been offered an NFL head coaching position. <laughs> Basically. So yeah, I'm pulling for the hometown kid. Um, I'm, I'm pulling for uh, Aaron Donald. I'm pulling for Todd Gurley. I don't think for, they're you're pulling for Indomitian Sue. No, Indomitian Sue could could never win a ring, and I would not lose a single millisecond of sleep over that. They don't get it done. Uh, I believe that the the game is going to come down to the last possession. The ball is going to be in Tom's hands, and they're going to get it done. I will take the Patriots thirty seven to thirty one. The MVP. I really wish I could go with Sony Michelle because I would love for that to happen, but I'm I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's going to engineer what is a go ahead and ultimately game winning drive. You know, take the take the team up thirty seven to thirty one. Golf may have a minute a minute and a half left, but having to get into the end zone, Bill Belichick's too smart for it. And the Rams go nowhere. That is that is my prediction. If it's a high scoring game, I think the Rams win. I think in order for the Patriots to win, they have to hold the Rams under thirty. Which I, I know is kind of weird to say that's not a high scoring game, but in today's NFL, it's really not. But yeah, the the league average for scoring during the season was like twenty three and a half points. So I put the 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 losing score right just right above the average, and then the winning score is slightly above average. So I think that if the Pat the Pats win, it's going to be because their defense showed up versus the Rams or the Patriots offense being able to outscore the Rams. Um, yeah, so we'll see how it plays out. All right. Well, not really sure what our plan is uh, for for next week, but we do appreciate all of the voicemails you all have sent in. We will have a voicemail only episode coming up Tuesday. probably on Tuesday. Try to hammer through as many of these as possible. Get back to talking about the Buccaneers. Um, in the meantime, you can continue to send in those voicemails to 813-444-5841. It may take a few episodes, but we promise we will get to each and every one of you at some point. Also, check out everything that's going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Hope you all have a great time watching the Super Bowl. Enjoy the commercials. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the people. Most of all, enjoy the game. And I know David's going to enjoy Maroon 5 nope. at halftime. Nope. Have a wonderful, safe, and enjoyable weekend. And thank you all so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. <laughs>